0: Welcome back everyone to another Dog Den Sports Podcast and I'm here in the studio with Dog Den John himself.
1: Yeah, I'm here. You know it. Feeling slightly congested today. A little, conge- a little congested. Woke up with maybe some spring allergies. Um, happens to the best of us. Everyone's woke up a little congested. Uh, not really going to be able to fully get that out until I get a shower in. Um, we're sitting here at you know, approximately 11-11. Wishing wishing for a good podcast or for John's allergies to go away on this beautiful Saturday spring morning. Yeah, we're wishing for it. Um, I I would like to talk about the weather a little bit. Um, Oh, we can talk about the weather. Here in Connecticut, I I would just like to speak to the God's mother nature herself. I couldn't be more and more thoroughly um, disappointed in her performance uh, thus far, thus spring. It's now April 23rd. I mean, come on, April break, we just, we just, we just, April break's over, it's Saturday, we got today and tomorrow, and we're back in school, and guess what, we got no, no night days. I mean, I can remember back in times in my day, where April break was straight 75s and sunny, we were sitting mid 50s, mid 50s, cloudy, if we're lucky, high six or 60s, low 60s, if we're lucky, clouds all week, that is no way to be and and quite frankly, it's just, just, just such a terrible performance, and I couldn't be more disappointed with Mother Nature herself. You know, John, you you just hit that right on the nail. I mean,
0: what a what a truly underwhelming and disappointing performance from Mother Nature this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not even talking about the the factors, um, the wind. The wind. The oh wind my has God. been the Don't worst get me part. Started. You know, sometimes we'd be able to ride windows down. You know, maybe maybe have a nice night on the beach here in Connecticut, but. No. Not with the wind. Not with the wind. And um I think uh, I think mother nature is having one of her worst performances in uh
1: recent in, history.
0: In yeah. recent history. I mean uh, definitely definitely the worst performance in the league while I've been alive.
1: And I hear I hear her make the excuse of oh global warming. Oh, you guys are doing all this to me, but really I just, I just can't see how that could make you wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to shove 50-mile-per-hour winds up these dudes' assholes because that's just messed up, okay? That's, that's just messed up, Mother Nature, okay? That's no way to be, and I'm sick of it. So this is my public, very public, you know, shout-out, not shout-out. It's like a, I don't know what the bad version of that is. I can't think of it right now, but, like, this is a public, you know, coming at, of, to you to from me and Dog Den and Jim here that you need to get it together right now ASAP because it's just it's pitiful and I'm sick and tired of it and I, I'm trying to get a little tan going can't get a little tan going if it's freezing out I want to wear shorts and a t-shirt I'm sitting here with sweatshirts on in late April what is this you know I, I've had to I've had to put the occasional long
0: johns on for my baseball games yeah you know, always have the Under Armour on underneath now, cause you know you it's never just, know no, the weather. Like enough. I, might, I might have a warm, you know, a warm inning or two out there in the center, but after that, you know,
1: it's just here.
0: It's you know, just
1: cold, especially with the four o'clock start time. You know, you get a nice, you know, probably like first four innings, and then if we're lucky, and then and then the clouds come in, the sun starts to set, and, and it starts to get cold out there. You know, yesterday was the nicest day of break. Um it was around like sixty eight and relatively sunny when I left. It was still windy though. It was still probably like eight, nine, ten mile per hour winds. It's no way to be. Um, I got there. I was fine, and then seventh inning. It was a relatively quick game. Seventh inning, the sun started to set and it got cold. Just like that, it got like really, really, really cold. There's just there's no. There's nothing. There's no like. It's just. It's just not warm. And is it's that not is that is that
0: a problem for you as like the team manager? You're doing the game changer. Yeah. Does that does
1: that slow up the thumbs? It does. So like as a team manager, um, I gotta be warm. I gotta be warm. I gotta stay ready. I gotta be clicking ball. I gotta be clicking strike. I gotta be clicking. You know, single out. out. You know, I gotta be doing all this stuff. And then when I get to the point where I got goosebumps on my legs, I got goosebumps on my arms. My my hands start to get cold. I lose some mobility in the hands. And I can't perform to a high stability, and that can increase, you know, the probability of me making an error on the game changer, which you never want to see. No, so, you don't. It's just I need better from you, Mother Nature, and this is me calling you out, telling you that you got you to gotta work on your game. And, uh, and here's my little piece
0: before, um, before we get into the podcast. So I, I came up with a new hobby. It's because um, my phone number, which I won't say. But it used to belong to an old real estate agent in California mm-hmm. her name or his name I don't know was is was I don't know yadata so I get um approximately eight to ten calls average per day about a cash offer on a house for yadata <laughs> and so uh, I just like to toy with them it's really funny you know so bring you joy oh it does you know they'll be calling like, cash offer and um i always say i always give them the cash offer of a million to 1.5 yeah and then i get a call later back in the week from their boss so it's like (laughs) so it's like a little game so have you received Uh, any
1: money from this
0: no i have not Not because i actually do not know um about the property they ask me about the conditions and sometimes i make it a little bit better sometimes i make it a little bit Mm -hmm. worse but, you know, it's just a little fun game I like to play, it keeps me interested, you know. Uh, I think your dots is a part of me, maybe I was them in my past life, you know, uh, real estate in uh, in California, but it's just what I do.
1: Yeah, who knows, who knows. Who knows, maybe maybe we'll get a call during this episode. <laughs> maybe we will, maybe we'll have a live performance here. I mean, you never know what the Dog Dan Sports Podcast has, you know, in store for you, so... I mean, that's just a nice little tidbit there, Jim. But, I mean, I think everyone's really sitting on the edge of their seat. You know, they love hearing about Mother Nature and Yadata and whatnot. But they're just, like, really, they're like, let's talk about some goddamn playoff basketball. You know, I mean, yeah, I know. that's what's going on right now. I mean, everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. It's playoff basketball. It's the shit. Um, it's awesome. We love we love playoff basketball. So, that being said, I say we get into it. We, we've we been a little bit slacking lately. Uh we can take the blame for that. We had a little drought. We did have some technical difficulties. We recorded a um,
0: post March Madness
1: post March Madness podcast, and then something went wrong with the uh, in the posting process. Uh, it could have been human error. It could have been you know computer error. We don't we don't really know what happened there, but something did go wrong, and that that one never got out to you guys. And you know it's a little outdated now, but if uh, if our many listeners you know comment on our Instagram post that we're gonna post. About this, and say that they, you know, they want us to drop it. Um, even with it being a little outdated and a little late, we will. We'll get. We'll get it out there to you guys. But if not, if you just want to move on, then we'll do the same. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, what with that. Really
0: hit it on the nail there. Um, but I say with the playoff basketball, um, you want to start with the games last night. You want to start with. I want the games to start today. at the start. I want start to start at the, at the start. start. Yeah. All right,
1: let's go. Where it all started. Um, I'm not talking playing. I'm talking, yeah. I'm not talking playing. I will say in the plan, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers would most definitely be in the playoffs and would be um, doing something, making some noise in the playoffs if Jared Allen was not hurt. Jared Allen completely changes that team. Obviously, he was an all-star this year. Obviously, he had a great season, and obviously, as we've seen since he's been hurt, how you know, the downfall of the cast has really happened. That, yeah, so I think um, with Jaron Allen, that's a different different situation for this team this season in the playoffs. And maybe they get in, maybe they make some noise, but that's all I really have on the play-in. Also, with the Clippers, Paul George wasn't able to play that last game in the play-in. I think that being said, the, the Clips probably win that game against the T-Wolves or in, and, and are in that series against, um, or in a series at all. Or they, it was the Pelicans who they lost to for the eight seed. I think they'd definitely be in there if Paul George played in that game. But but he didn't, and they're not. And the Pelicans are playing. They're hooping. The Pels, baby, the Pels. Without Zion. Without Zion. They're, ma- they're making some noise, so good for them. First game of the playoff action was um, Jazz, Mavericks. The Jazz won by, like, one. I think they barely hung on, and... That was a
0: low-scoring affair, yeah, as I remember. Yeah, this
1: is just... It's just... The the Utah Jazz, something needs to happen in the offseason because it looks like they're going to go down to the Mavericks here. They're down 2-1 to a team in three games thus far to a Mavericks team without Luka Doncic. He has not played a single game in the series. They're down 2-1. Also... The Mavericks don't have Tim Hardaway and haven't had him all year. So that's two starters that the Mavericks are playing without, and they are beating the four-seed Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, et etc. et cetera, Joe Ingles, he's hurt, whatever. You get the point. The, the Jazz should not be down 2-1 to a team. Um,
0: riddled with injuries.
1: Yeah, it's just it just shouldn't be happening. But that being said, I would like to shout out um, – Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, I was going to say, my boy and, Spence. And more importantly, Spence has been playing great, but Jalen Brunson has really been, He's been carrying insane. that Mavericks team. He put up 41 in game two, 31 in game three. Um, Jalen Brunson's been fantastic. He's been getting it done. Um, so, yeah, the Mavericks up 2-1. They're going to take it. Luke is going to be back for game four. The series is all wrapped up. And I think that, I mean, I said it after we said it, after the Dinwiddie trade that the Mavericks were going to be a completely different team. It was a great trade for them. They had to get Chris stops out of there. They got a great, great player in Spencer Dinwiddie and a good shooter in Davis Bertons. And, and they're primed to make a little bit of a run here. Maybe see they can make a push in the second round with uh, Luca back. So, I mean, I'm a big I just, fan of the Mavericks. I just think the Mavericks,
0: I mean, talk about a fun team to watch. Can't really hate them. You can't really hate them.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, any team with Spence on it. They're
0: just they're just a fun team to watch. Once they have Luka back, I believe they become a huge threat. Me too. Uh, I think 10 times the threat. And I believe they will make a strong playoff push, and we could be seeing them in the NBA Finals.
1: That's, that's, that's bold. A, that's bold. That's a, you know, if I'm going to pick one sleeper to go to the NBA Finals, it, it'll be the Mavericks. That's my definitely. sleeper. That's my sleeper. What? It's tough. It's tough. The NBA Finals is tough. Um, well, that we well, know in the NBA playoffs, generally the best team wins, especially in a seven-game series. So upsets well, like that are harder.
0: Look at look at how it's gone so far. Three games into the first series, like it's pretty yeah. unpredictable this year.
1: But I and mean, we'll, that's a four and a five. We'll
0: get into that more.
1: Yeah, but. the next series is the T Wolves Grizzlies. The T Wolves come out hot um, as a seven seed. Got there from the playing tournament. They come out hot and win game one in Memphis. And everyone's like, oh, uh, the T-Wolves are going to win. I want to know what the Grizzlies said. <clears throat> Not. 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 Grizzlies come back and win two straight. And the, the, Jaw was playing on fire. The biggest thing I got to talk about is I had some hope. You know, blowout win in game two for the Grizzlies. I had some hope for them. For a little bit, until in game three when the Grizzlies blew two twenty point leads, or the the T Wolves in game three they blew two t- separate twenty point leads in the same game, at home, and lost. And that is just something you can't really come back from. I mean, <laughs> they outscored like. I don't even know they out, they got out of store 37 to 12 in the fourth quarter at home choked a massive lead and that's just so bad that's so bad. there's just so many things to talk about cats not playing too well. It's gonna be hard to come back from that but I did like this series going in like two young scrappy teams like the Grizzlies are probably you know one of the weaker two seeds that we've seen in recent history.
0: Well, they're really two teams I've always had fun watching. Yeah. Just because they're young, raw talent. I mean, both those teams, I say two or three seasons, I feel like they could both be fighting for one seed. Yeah. Necessarily. I mean, um, I. it's just like D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Uh, then you got John, the rest of the Grizzlies, who like – are younger than any other team in the league Walt, besides the Raptors. Yeah. And so a lot of raw young talent who are just getting their feet wet in the league, and you'll see them develop as players, as people, and they'll both be, I feel both teams will be contending for a uh, title in a
1: few years. Yeah, definitely. Um, third series, Raptors, Sixers. Sixers are up 3 0 in that one. Um, and Drake's on a bandwagon. They did. Um... It is more interesting in Toronto because the Sixers don't have Matisse Thybulle there because he's not vaccinated. So they play without him there in Toronto and they only won by three in overtime in game three against the Raptors. But, you know, with the Raptors, it's just, they're young, they're fairly inexperienced. You know, Pascal Siakam had a good season. Scotty Barnes had a good season, but you know, generally they're a young team. I just don't think they have the firepower to beat a team with Joel Embiid and, and, James Harden mm-hmm. on it, especially with the way Tyrese Maxey's playing. If he's playing like this, then the Sixers are going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, they're a good defensive team, but that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, you I, know, I, I could see the Sixers sweeping it. I mean, I, feel, I could I, also see the Raptors stealing one. I,
0: I can see the Raptors stealing one, but it's no more than Sixers and five when you really look Maybe. at it. I mean, I mean. No one even thought, I don't even think the Raptors fans thought they had a chance in this series. I mean, the Sixers with the James Harden trade went from great to elite. They're an elite team. No one wants to play them. I mean, the way that duo works is, we've talked about it on the podcast before, it's just fun to watch. Like, it's good basketball. And um, a young, inexperienced team isn't going to go out and beat the veteran presence of Embiid and Harden, who've been in this situation a thousand times. Yeah, Like, it's not going to happen. And um, I think this is going to be, obviously, a quick one for the Sixers, and they'll be able to
1: prepare greatly for the next series. Yeah, definitely. Um, Warriors Nuggets. Jordan Poole is the story of this one. You know the Warriors are up 3-0. Jordan Poole is averaging twenty eight points per game on sixty three percent shooting from the field. Um, That's ridiculous. He is. That's insane. Is, you know he's playing the role of like being a third fiddle with Stephen Clay perfectly. He is just he's no one's gonna give Stephen Clay open shots, so they have to give Jordan Poole open shots, and he's making them, and he's making them at a very high rate, and he's scoring a lot of points, and you know Steph, Clay and um Jordan Poole combined for like 90 points out of their 118 in game 3 um pool had 27 clay had 26 and curry had 27 like it, <laughs> dude, if they're if they're playing like that they're a scary scary team right now you know the nuggets who had jo- jokic who put up 37 and 18 couldn't couldn't win um it's 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 tough um i think Pray the nuggets for jokic. And Nuggets put up a, w- a way better fight with Jamal Murray. But, you know, he's been out all year. Got hurt last year. Which is really sad to see a guy like that being out all year, especially at
0: what he's been doing in the league, um, yeah. the way he was playing. I mean, look at the play in tournament. Everyone thought that, you know, Jamal Murray was going to be like a household name in the next few years after what he did in the play-in tournament after he came out the next year. And it's just really sad to see a guy like that go down to an injury and not be able to play. Yeah, it is tough. But the Warriors, and they're rolling. They're then, rolling again, then again, the Nuggets did get there without him all season. I've, I would think they would be able to piece together some better basketball.
1: Yeah, it's also just tough when you have a bona fide scrub and Michael Porter Jr. that you're paying more than Nikola Jokic, who fucking sucks. I'm sorry, he sucks. Um, and he's that's just what has to be one of the worst contracts ever given out in NBA history. The dude shoots like 20% from the field. He's an absolute brick. He had one good season in the bubble. They paid him a bag, and now they're suffering the consequences. Um of an injury-prone player who clearly, you know, can't even be an efficient NBA basketball player anymore. So that that sucks. That's on the Nuggets, though. You know, you can only look in the mirror at that and say, that's my fault. Hawks Heat. Um, Interesting series. I like here. the series. The Heat are up 2-1. Um, they had two pretty, you know, pretty commanding wins in Miami, the Heat did. And then get back to Atlanta, and Atlanta's a completely different team at home. They are just night and day better at home than they are away. They love playing at Hotlanta. They love it. Trey loves it. Trey plays so much better there. And they stole game three in a nail-biter. A very good game. But I I don't think – I think that's – um, I think that's all they're going to get. They'd be lucky to get one more. I think I got Heat in five or Heat in six here. And this doesn't go to seven in my opinion. I'm
0: taking the Heat in seven. Really? Yeah. I
1: think at most the Hawks deal one more at home. At I, most.
0: I think they're gonna win another one at home. I think they're gonna lose. I think they're gonna take one in Miami and then Miami's gonna clean it up. I don't know. I don't see that. Oh, I do. But um yeah. I feel like I feel like the Hawks are a type of team to be able to build off a win like that and take the
1: momentum into the next game. I just don't think they have the firepower. I also hate betting against Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I mean, game two, the dude puts up forty five, crazy efficient. He looked like Michael Jordan out there. Like the, Jimmy Butler is so fun to watch. I love this dude. I love his energy. I love his mentality. I love the grit he plays in the game. I love I love everything about him. I love the fact that he can go out there and score forty five and just it's just it's crazy. I love Jimmy Butler, and I just don't think the Hawks have a chance against Jimmy Butler, especially if the Heat shooters are shooting. Uh, there's just there's just no chance. Kyle Kyle Lowry starts playing a bit better. Obviously, have Bam Adebayo defensive presence there, and the paint does it all. I just I think I think the Heat are the one seed for a reason. I think they're a very good team. Celtics net Celtics 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 Nets. Celtics. Nets a weird word no it's really not celtics 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 anyway that's a little my congestion coming out ladies and gentlemen but anyway the nets the nets come on come on
0: secure a lead and hold on to it i mean you are pooping the bed you're pooping they're pooping Mm -hmm. i mean i mean okay game one i get it that was a that was a back and forth game the whole time um you know it's hard playing at the Boston Garden, but you know Kyrie has to be better on defense there. I mean, you let you just let Tatum win the game, but Game Two was just unacceptable between Katie and Kyrie shooting one for nineteen in the second half and blowing a pretty sustainable lead.
1: Yeah, I got a lot to talk about with this series. This is probably the one I've watched the most of. Um, it's just the Nets. Are sitting here right now on their bus back to Brooklyn or their plane back to Brooklyn, whatever they're taking. Uh, they're probably back in Brooklyn already, but, you know, they're, well, they're, tonight, yeah. they're leaving Boston, and they're sitting there on the plane back to back to Brooklyn, and they're like, we should be up 2-0 and Kevin Durant's playing like shit. They should be up two zero, and Kevin Durant's playing like shit. So now they go back to Barclays, they assess this you can point at all little things in game 1 and 2 but i mean kevin Renant is playing like poop and a lot of it a lot of it should be contributed to the celtics defense that they're playing they're playing fantastic defense and all the celtics fans if you talk to the delusional celtics fans they're they're you know scattered all here in new england a lot especially in Connecticut. Um, we really
0: don't know anything about basketball. They're going to say,
1: oh, we, we're getting Robert Williams back, our defense then. and Okay, you're getting Robert Williams back, game three. He's going to be very limited in game three. Apparently he's supposed to play you know, with no res- restrictions, game four, whatever. But it's just, yeah, that could help. That could help. But at the end of the day, I can't see. I know Kevin Rant's not getting good shots, but I just can't see – him, and I know Steve Nash is just a terrible coach. I, I hate. I, I hate, hate watching. St- him play. I hate Steve Nash, watching him play. No, coach. coach yes, yeah, Steve Nash sucks at coaching, um, and that's Kevin Durant's fault, because he wanted him. But Steve Nash is a shit coach, and that is also part of the problem. But I just can't foresee Kevin Durant not making an adjustment. And, and figuring out how he's going to get to his spots better because he hasn't even been able to get to his shots. He hasn't even been getting good looks, and when he is getting good looks, he's not making them, which is very uncharacteristic. But he's just got to figure out how to get to his spot and and do what he does best to score the ball at a, at a more efficient rate. And you know, if he does that, Brooklyn's going to take the series in seven. I think they do steal these next two home games in Barclays. I think KD starts to play better. And I think I think the Nets are gonna win the series. I think they're a better team. I just it all comes down to K D and, and if he's gonna be able to make the adjustment. If he can't make the adjustment then hell the Celtics might win it four. Well
0: I, uh, I I
1: I am w- not betting against K D. Well dog well, then John was just talking, I
0: was uh, I was I had to look up Ben Simmons' status for tonight um and he uh he said he could play game 3 he's still questionable but we all think he's going to come game 4 i think he's going to come game 4 and um what's really weird about this is you know how you're going to see him change the Brooklyn Nets dynamic after not being there all season yeah. just sitting on the bench i mean yes he's been learning he has a high iq of the game it's it's going to be really interesting to see and my question to you is um John is what do you think uh what do you think Ben Simmons is going to do for the Nets?
1: Um Ben Simmons what is he going to do the Nets? I think he's going to help defensively. I think they need him to come back and hi uh, he's going to he's going to help a lot. Ben I think Ben Simmons is going to help a lot. You can say what you want about him. I hate him. I think he's a little a little turd muncher. I think he's he's a diva. He's he's annoying. I think he should have been playing all season, and the fact that he's just coming back now for game three or four is bad. And I hate him for that. Hate the strong word, but whatever. Um, that being said, Ben Simmons is still Ben Simmons. He's still going to rebound. He's still going to distribute the ball, and he's still going to create opportunities. And, and kind of be able to take, you know, the lead ball handler role and, and maybe help get KD and Kyrie shots more better looks that they haven't been able to get because they've just been playing iso ball and getting doubled and tripled every time they touch the ball. And it hasn't been working. Ben Simmons coming back, he can he can orchestrate and and help them a lot. And he's obviously a top five defensive player. You know, obviously he hasn't stepped on the court in a while, but he, he's – Very good defensive presence, and and I don't think he's just going to all of a sudden suck at basketball. So I think Ben Simmons coming back is is a game-changer for the series. More of a game-changer than Robert Williams coming back for the series. um,
0: That was my next point, is that all season, the big big question mark with the Nets is not if they're going to be able to score on offenses, if they're going to be able to stop the other team on the defensive end, and... um, you know, that's still a big question mark. I mean, we'll see it. I mean, late game defensive presence is non-existent for the Nets. I mean, they had to get one stop to win um, game one, and Tatum almost looked effortless winning that yeah. game. I mean, it was a layup. We yeah. let up a layup with two seconds left for the win. I mean, that's unacceptable. So we look at this, and you, I kind of like to think about who Ben Simmons is going to match up against, and I would love to see him guard Jason Tatum.
1: Yeah, he will be on Jason Tatum, hopefully. Um, I mean, we never know
0: with Steve Nash though. I mean, he's too busy sitting on the bench, uh, just letting his players
1: manage the game. Yeah, who knows? I don't know, but I am excited to see Ben Simmons playing a Brooklyn Nets uniform, and I think hopefully he can he can change something for the series. Cause I'm pulling for the Nets. I'm pulling for KD and Kyrie over there, and uh, I'm excited to watch Game Three tonight. I think uh, I think KD gonna explode, so I'm excited to
0: watch that. Should we uh for the fans, should we uh, lock in a prediction and maybe make a post about it?
1: Yeah, I was I was going to make a post later, I think. Let's see see who they think's going to win. What, Do the Nets come score back? Score prediction tomorrow? right now. Score prediction. Um 121-114 Nets. I'm going 118-110 Nets. Okay. Um yeah, I think the Nets take this series in seven, though. That's what I think.
0: Nets in six. Let's go. Let's go,
1: boys. Um, Bulls, Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are up 2 1 in this one. Um, I think the Bulls should have won game one. And I think they should have won game one. There's some bad officiating going on there. Um, Giannis was getting every call he wanted. Um,. There was a bad like boxing out foul on Patrick Williams. So I, I I feel bad for the Bulls in that sense. I think they definitely could have took game one there. They didn't they took game two and then got blown out game three. They just looked completely defi- deflated game three at home, which is just not a good sign. It makes me think that the the Bucks are now just gonna take this one at four or five. Or in five and six, five or six. Probably five. Like that that game three performance was really bad. And it makes me I mean, yes, it was really
0: bad by the Bulls, but we also got to look who's on the bench for them. I mean, Lonzo wasn't playing. He hasn't played, though. He hasn't played. But you think he would be be a different factor if he was on the court? 100%. Do you think they would have a better chance of winning the series? Do you think they have any chance of winning the series? No. I, I mean, yes, how bad did the Bulls
1: look last night? But how good did the Bucks look? Yeah, the Bucks look good. I mean, I just don't think the Bulls had a chance coming into this. I think I don't think with Lonzo Ball they would they would have had more of a chance yeah but they still wouldn't have had a chance you know Zach Levine Zach Levine is shooting thirteen shots a night just thought he just shot thirteen shots how are you shooting thirteen shots Demar Rosen shot nine shots I mean how do you not even get shots up Was Demar out in game three no he played and he shot the ball nine times nine fucking times dude you're an MVP candidate what what is that just that's terrible. So I know. The the Bulls are that that you can't get blown out by 30 in game three. It's just that's something you, you can't do. It's just not not good. Pelican Suns, I want to talk about this one. Um I think I think the Suns are up two one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you're right. Or no. Yeah, the Suns are up two one. I had a close one last night. Yeah. The Pelicans took game two though, and <laughs> Devin Booker got hurt, though, like halfway through that one, but Brandon Ingram has been playing on another <laughs> level. God bless. Thanks. Um, <sighs> CJ McCollum's playing great. Um, like, the Pelicans are a fun little team, and, and like, maybe is Zion coming back? I don't know. tell you right now? He's
0: not coming back.
1: Screw that, dude. Same kind of thing with Ben Simmons. Just get back on the court. There's no way you're this hurt. I think the only like excuse to miss this much time is if you have a torn ACL or a torn Achilles or something like that. So uh, I like the fight that the Pelicans are putting up, but at the same time, the Suns haven't had Devin Booker for the last game and a half. Um, hopefully he can heal up because uh, I'd like to see the Suns make a little bit of a run again. You know, game four, anything can happen there um, tomorrow on Sunday. But... You know, Brandon. For for the the sad thing is, for the Pelicans to win a game, it, it sadly requires you know thirty seven points and eleven rebounds for Brandon Ingram. So, and C J. McCollum has to be on too. I mean, they they have to be bread and butter. Yeah, That's they, what we always have, say. It's like you have you have to play the perfect game. And they're like maybe they play another perfect game, maybe one, maybe they steal one more game. But other than that, Suns in f- five or six there. Um and the Suns did pull out that
0: win last night without Devin Booker. Yeah,
1: I'm
0: which sure that would have been that.
1: That, uh, Yeah, that would have been one that the Pelicans would have wanted right there. Um, so yeah, dude. NBA playoffs. I think is, <clears throat> I say we make in like some official, some official uh, <laughs> predictions for the first round. I like that. I'll get behind that. Um, heat hawks. You said
0: hawks and seven? Wanna well, know what I said heat and seven, but wanna know what? Hawks and seven.
1: I'll be bold. Alright, I'm gonna let Dog Den Jim make his uh his predictions. Alright, Celtics, um, nets. Nets and six. Alright. Nets
0: and six. Bulls bucks. Um Bucks and
1: five. Okay. Sixers, Raptors. Uh, Sixers and four. Suns, Pelicans. Um, Suns and six. Wow. Grizzlies, Timberwolves. Um, Grizzlies and six. Warriors, Nuggets. Uh, What's the
0: series out there? 3L, Warriors and four. Mavericks, Jazz. Um, Is it. 2 1. 2 Mavs in 6.
1: Hmm. All right, I'll go now. Um, Heat Hawks, I got the Heat. Heat in 5. Um, Celtics, Nets, I got the Nets in 7. Bucks, Bulls, I got the Bucks in 5. Um, Sixers, Raptors, I got. I got the Sixers in five. I think the Raptors still one at home. Um, Suns, Pels, I got the Suns in five. Um, even without Devin Booker. I mean, last night, Chris Paul and DeAndre and put on a clinic. Um, they don't need him to win this series. Um, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, um, I think I'll go, I don't know, Grizzlies in five or six. I got to pick one. I, I said know. six. I'll say five to be different. Um, Warriors, Nuggets. Um, I'll go Warriors in five. I'll say the Nuggets steal one. I don't know if the the Warriors are going to sweep. Um, which would be annoying if they couldn't. Um, Mavs, Jazz. I'll take the Mavs in six, too. I think, I think the Jazz turn around a little bit, but it's not enough. And, uh, that's all she wrote for the NBA. You want to get into a little
0: baseball talk? Yeah, we can get a little baseball talk. So, um, I think what everyone has their eye on right now is uh, Miguel Cabrera. He, yep. uh, he After the series with the Yankees, he's one hit away from 3,000. And, you know, another name in the history book. and He has over 500 home runs. I mean, you you rarely see this. I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. What a hell of a career. Who knows if he'll keep playing after this year. I think he might be done. But yeah, I see you hanging up. Hang, that's me. Yeah, you hang it up. Hanging oh, especially on a poverty franchise like the Tigers. Yeah. Like He wants he wants to win. He, he said in an interview it was one, one hit away. He's like, how does that feel? He's like, you got one hit away from me, 3,000. He goes, doesn't mean anything we didn't win. I mean, that's just a true competitor. You know he can care about his Hall of Fame stats later, but as he's on a team right now, he wants to win.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's uh, another thing with that is he was one hit away, and as a Yankee fan, I gotta I gotta go on Aaron Boone here. I mean, it's a guy on a guy on second, two outs, bottom of the eighth. Miguel Cabrera is away from history, and you intentionally walk him to uh, to set up you know, the force out. I could see where he's coming from there. But then it's overcoaching because Miggy didn't do shit that game. Yeah. And you intentionally walk him. And um, and then the next guy hits a uh, hits two-run double. Mm-hmm. So it's just karma. I mean, we've seen this in the shoreline this year, intentionally walking someone who does nothing, and then, you know, you lose the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just really bad. And then another thing I want to talk about is the Mets. They are red hot. They are yeah. a fun team. They The Grom's coming back soon. Scherzer dealing. He pitched seven innings with 10 Ks in his last mm-hmm. start. I mean, that's Lind- just electric. Lindor's heating up. Hate to say it. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone who hasn't been on in a while, our specialist,
1: Dog Dogden Riley. Huge Francisco Lindor fan. Yeah, very I mean, annoying about it. Very annoying. Very annoying. Um I think if he had the chance, you know, he would. But, um, <laughs> yeah. big, big Francisco fan. Cisco, Cisco. Cisco. Oh, that's, Cisco. As he refers to him, Cisco. as he's known
0: him for years upon years. Yeah. Um, another Shohei Otani was perfect through six the other day, and the Astros tried to bunt to break up their perfect game, and what Houston knew when they tried to do that, they booed their own players. I don't know what's worse. Bunting to break up a perfect game or <laughs> cheating to win a World Series. I mean, you that organization is just full of
1: scumbags and they should be ashamed of themselves. Or, or getting booed by your own fans. Oh, <laughs> that's probably worse than both.
0: You know, oh, yeah. there's there's nothing in this, the standings that really strike out to me through, like, the first 15 games of the season. I mean, the AL East, it's a tight race, everyone thought. I mean, the Orioles aren't even in the picture, but Sox, Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, they're all close with each other. I mean, that's just going to be a nail-biting like. Just like standings. it was last year. Yeah, I mean, and then we have the <coughs> Guardians. Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> uh, uh. Cleveland Indians? Yeah. Yeah, the Indians, they're up in their division. Up upon the White Sox and Twins. The Royals and Tigers don't stand a chance. Those three teams are gonna be going at it the rest of the season. Now, this is this is the um the conference or uh, you know, league that really stands out to me is the division. AL division. That's the word I was looking for. The AL West. I mean the Mariners, off to a hot start, eight and six, so I think they can hold up absolutely not. They will not be anywhere close to the top of their division. Rangers four and nine. I mean, they're just gonna they they have they're a hundred loss team this year, and now the Angels, Athletics, and Astros. Who do you think is gonna come out
1: top on that division? Um, I like the Angels. This I want
0: I, I finally like the Angels. I yeah. want to see Mike Trout in another playoff yeah. game. I mean, I'm dying. The MLB world is dying to see it with Shohei. I mean. Name a more fun team to watch. Astros, yeah. they're going to make it to Athletics, I don't think they're going to hold on. It's going to be between the Astros and the Angels for the division. And I'm going to take the Angels. AL Central, I'm going to take the White Sox. And AL East, I'm going to take the Yankees, unbiased. Yeah. Moving on to the NL... We have the NL East, the Mets. I mean, this is just, this is a fun division. Marlins and Nationals don't stand a chance, but we have the Mets, Braves, and Phillies. Bryce Harper off his NL MVP season. Yeah. You know, just a fun team to watch. And then we have the Braves, World Series champs, and yeah. then we have the Mets, but no one's beating the Mets in that division. I think it's a cakewalk. The Braves lost Freddie Freeman. Uh, The Phillies, I don't think they have the same pitching, but the Mets just gained and gained and gained to make themselves a better team. I'm taking the Mets as a lock in that division. NL Central. I mean, this is just a horrible division, mm-hmm. horrible division. Yeah. Uh, we we have the Cardinals with Albert Pujols back. I mean, you love to see it in his last season in St. Louis. We're good. They're eight and four. I think they got it in them this year to win the division. But yeah, you, but you, you obviously sh- have the you yeah. have the Brewers who are always putting hell of a bullpen, hell of a team. Christian Yelich, I think he's due for an, uh, a hell of a season. Uh, and then besides that, the Pirates, Cubs, and Reds. I mean. No shots make a run. Yeah. I mean, I would be very surprised. All
1: teams that are rebuilding.
0: I'm, I'm going to take the Brewers in that division, I think the Cardinals are making the wild card.
1: Wow. And to end... I disagree. I don't think a team from that division is making the wild card. Oh, they are. I mean, the Cardinals make the playoffs almost every year. Yeah, but I just... And then... Because either the Giants or the Dodgers are going to be in the wild card, because one of them is going to win it. There's with, two
0: wild card teams. I
1: know, but with maybe... With, then you look at the, the NL East, and you try
0: to tell me that. Well, here's here's my logic. With the NL Central, is the NL Central the most games they play is against other NL Central teams. Yeah. Right. So you got to think that the Cardinals have the most games against the Cubs, Pirates, and Reds, and if they can capitalize on those games, they will be in the wild card. Okay. Do you disagree?
1: Yes. Why? Because I just don't. I just don't think so. I think. Either the Giants or the Dodgers are. That's a lock, basically, at this point. And then you have either the Mets or whoever comes out of that division. Like, whoever comes out of that division second is also going to be in the wild card. We'll see. That's what I think. We'll see. Uh, and then, I think there's so many games played in baseball. And also, it's so hard to make predictions now, dude. Like, I know. We, we don't know this anything is the, this about is, any of this these is teams.
0: The, this is the fun part about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, no one knows how these teams, are. the chemistry is going to go throughout the season if they're going to be able to stay hot, if they go on this crazy losing streak. Yeah. But that's baseball. It's 162 games. You can't predict 162 games. No. And the NL West. Right now, Dodgers, red hot, 10-3. and three. Yeah. I mean, what a team. Yeah. They're a crazy team. Freddie Freeman, you know, first at bat against his old team, the Braves. Hits a ding-dong. I mean... How can you dislike Freddie Freeman? Whatever, dude. One of the most lovable guys in the game. Next in the division, we got the Rockies. I don't think they're going to stay hot. Eight and four. I think they've kind of had a cupcake schedule to start. They did take one from the Dodgers, though. And then we have the Giants, who are a good team. They have pitching. I just think they're a sound team. They had to play the Mets, which was a very tough season. I On think a that's, doubleheader. That was
1: the hard part.
0: That's why they're nine and five. I think they're a lot better team than nine and five to start. Then we have the Padres. You know, so much hype around the Padres, but do they ever do anything? No. I don't even think they make the playoffs this year. And then we have the poverty Diamondbacks. So my lock for that division is the Dodgers, and I think the Giants are going to be a close second or the Padres are going to be a close second.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just look at the Giants roster, it's not very, like... Versatile. No, it's just not very... It doesn't, like, pop out at you like any of these, like build the roster teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Mets who just bought literally every best player in the league. It's just, but the giants won a hundred games last year. Like it's just, there's, there's something to be said about good, good managing and just team baseball and, and playing together. And that's something that the, that the giants franchise brings, And that's something that stays steady. And consistent. Some of those other teams don't have that. Yeah, they have twenty five million times the talent, but they don't have that, which is why I mean I think the Giants. They're definitely not going to win hundred games again. That's obviously a tough, tough task. But they'll be a good team, and they'll and they'll win a lot of games. Good ball club.
0: I agree. I agree, and I think that's a good wrap to uh, to our podcast here. We're glad to be back in the booth.
1: I mean. Yeah. Always a lot of fun talking about sports, you know. Oh yeah, we love it, and we're gonna be we're gonna be getting getting them back weekly here. Uh, we're gonna make sure you guys know this one's out. Uh, we'll make a little post about the NBA playoffs, and um, we'll get back we'll get on track yep. for you guys. Um, take it, is take
0: easy.